Welcome to Texas TL and Exile. This is episode number nine, and I'm TL Davis. And I don't have a guest today because there's some more focused things I want to talk about. And when I have a guest, I usually let them uh, uh, run with it for the most part, other than asking a few questions. Uh, before we get to the meat of it, though, I want to remind you if you're watching this on Rumble to hit the little Rumble button and subscribe there. If you're getting it through Spotify or Anchor, um, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I like the setup there where I get to see a little bit of the demographics of people who show up. That's I've got. There's been a number of international hits that uh, it's always good to see that you know too. Um, if you're getting this on the Substack, I move. That's pretty much the home of what I'm trying to accomplish because I can put a blog post there and a podcast. Now, all of that's free. All of the content's free. The only thing that costs you is, co is to make a comment. Now, I would like you to do that because I would like more people commenting and uh, establish more of a baseline of what uh, uh, where we're at. But the comment section is is one of the best parts of what of what I do because there's a lot of smart people out there. I got a letter from uh, Steve who I had on talking about the precinct captain stuff. I had he sent me a letter that was really good. Um, we mirrored some of what I'm going to talk about here, and uh, that's the sort of thing you can do in comments that uh, I wish we would get a little more involved in, but. Uh, you have to pay for it, but it's at the lowest bar I can set it. So it's basically buying me a cup of coffee a month. And if you do that, then you should subscribe and start taking part in the comments. That's all I'm going to say about that, because I want to get to Ukraine. Now, we're being pushed into this war by an illegitimate president, a fraudulent president, somebody who doesn't care that he's fraudulent, uh, the left doesn't care. The communists don't care how they obtain power. They're never blushingly apologetic about it, you know. If they went out there, knocked you down, took your wallet out, stole your ID, took it down to the vote center, and voted under your name, they would have no apology about that whatsoever. You need to understand that because this is how we got Joe Biden. But every policy that's been pushed from behind the scenes, and he's been thrown up there as this sort of figurehead, right? Every policy that they have implemented, or every Trump policy that they have gotten rid of or went completely the opposite way, is failing bad. Biden's approval rating is worse, and I've been saying this on the blog for a while, is worse than, than Richard Nixon when he walked out to the helicopter to go back to San Clemente, for heaven's sake, after the Watergate uh, scandal. You know, finally he resigns and goes back to, back to California in shame. And that's, Biden's numbers aren't, aren't that good <laughs> from that day. So who is this guy? And, and who's behind him? And who's pulling the strings? And why are they trying to get us into a war with Ukraine? Obviously, the idea, because they're shallow and, and stupid and they think you're stupid, they think we're all stupid, but we can't see this. And even if we can, we can't do anything about it. That's a dangerous part of the communists that are in power right now. It's they don't care. It's uh, like what Mike Vanderbo uh, mentioned in, 
uh, the film Lies of Omission, uh, the documentary we put out, uh, when we were talking to him in his interview, he mentioned that, you know, you know, the catch-22 is not what people think it is. People think catch-22 is where you don't have any any uh, viable alternative. If you do this, then that ruins that, you know. That's really not what it was. What it really was was the government saying, we can do anything you can't stop us from doing. Well, that's exactly the mentality of, of this administration. And there's further proof of that. But right now, right in Ukraine, the reason I want to point out how important this is, is this is the sort of thing that leads to a World War III. And reports today of this phone call that went on between Biden and uh, the president of, of Ukraine, Zelensky, uh, where Biden was telling, trying to threaten him, telling him, look, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, and Zelensky was saying, no, hold on, hold on, that ain't going to happen. I think Biden doesn't understand there's some back-channel communication going between Russia and Ukraine because they're inextricably tied together through history and through culture and their norms. There's three provinces there that are basically Russian-speaking, who, who are Russian nationals who have immigrated to Ukraine, and they occupy about three provinces right, in, right along that border, and there is not the tension there. Putin is trying to tell the United States and NATO to back off. NATO is a national uh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and we have for a long time been trying to get Ukraine into NATO, you know, as kind of a uh, blanket uh, wish list sort of thing. This is what's driving this conflict is the West has decided, a partial West, I mean, it's fragmented on the NATO side of whether we should be pushing this or not. But for some reason, the people behind the throne, you might say, of Joe Biden need a war to somehow rehabilitate his, his character going into the 2022 elections that they realize they're going to lose massively because nobody supports their policy. They're losing support everywhere because their policies are horrible, because their policies are communist and their policies are killing the, the nation. Instead of recognizing that those policies are horrible and reversing, they're just doubling down with this war in Ukraine. And the bigger thing that it does is it distracts from the real crisis on a border, it's not 5,500 miles away on the border between Ukraine and Russia. And a lot of people have made this statement. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Matt Bracken put out a really cool uh, map that he made up about how, you know, all of the, the, the real problems are down along the border in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. That's the real problem. And yet, there's a big arrow that he made that points to Ukraine, and that's where... Biden wants to send our military. Well, if you, you want to do anything, you send your military down to the southern border to protect our border with the world, basically. It's not Mexico. It's a border with the world because the world is sending their unwanted, uh, impoverished whoever, and some of those aren't the unwanted and the impoverished. It's the um, uh, directed efforts of terrorist organizations across the world are sending their people through the Mexican border with the United States to infiltrate the United States. Now, that's what's happening, and that's the much, much bigger national security threat 
is on our southern border. But it's also a humanitarian disaster on both the Mexican side and the American side. And we're talking about Ukraine? What a distraction. So people need to understand the, the conditions down there on the border. They're, they're not good for Mexico and they're not good for the United States. So who are they good for? What are they trying to do? What is the point of these people, these military-aged men coming in alone, by themselves, not families, not people trying to get a job? What, they're going to get a job here? Now, I think they already got a job, and I think they're just waiting to do it. There's a lot of conspiracy theory-type stuff, <laughs> and while people might not want to engage in the conspiracy theory, a lot of those have turned out to be conspiracy fact, or facts of conspiracies being, being planned behind behind the scenes. You really can't be too skeptical when some of these conspiracy theories arise because they might actually just be a warning to you of what's about to happen. Uh, too many of them have come true for that. So what you have down on the border are the Border Patrol agents, the, the National Guard, and uh, ICE agents. And what are they doing? Are they protecting us? No, they're following illegal orders is what they're doing. And we're talking to the individuals down there, and I know they're dispirited, and I know they're depressed. I know that there's been a rise in suicides down there, and I feel for them. I really do, because they're, they're being forced to allow the threat of the United States to be brought in, and not only allowing it, they're facilitating it. Well, here's where I got some harsh words, and I apologize if you don't like it, but... Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. When I went through the military, we were well-versed. Now, keep in mind, this is a long time ago. I understand. I'm an old guy. I get it. But this was about four years after the Vietnam War. And the big thing coming out of the Vietnam War was the My Lai Massacre. The My Lai Massacre was the point at which these people who had been involved in that were not allowed to say, well, I was just following orders. Because it was an illegal order. And we were drummed into our heads that you do not obey an illegal order. And I got a chance to test that out when I got out of uh, basic and went to tech school. Uh, it's a minor thing, don't get me wrong, but the principles are the same. You understand? And we got dragged into, this is in tech school, we got dragged into a formation. And uh, our commander, who happened to be a woman, Came along and, and looked at all of us guys who'd just gotten out of basic where we could have no facial hair at all. And I'd started growing my mu uh, mustache, like I barely had one to begin with anyway. And uh, I just started growing a mustache. It was within rigs. I checked to make sure it was. But she came along and everybody who had a crappy little mustache from having been out of basic for about two weeks, she told us to shave it. I don't know about anybody else, but I just read that that's an illegal order. As long as my mustache was it was within regs, and there was no reason, there was no right for her to say that. So everybody that night went and shaved their mustache off, and I'm like looking through the the training manual, and I'm like pointing out, hey guys, uh, you don't have to do that because that's an illegal order, and we shouldn't obey Ill illegal orders. We've just been taught. They're like, well, no, it was a direct order, and I'm going to follow it. I'm like, okay. Next day, they had us in a formation. I thought, oh my gosh. They're going to come along and check and see who violate, you know, who didn't obey the direct order from the commander. And I'm in deep. I'm going to get, get courts-martialed over this. 
And uh, the NCYC came out and said, uh, for all those guys who were told to shave your mustache, that was an illegal order. She didn't have the right to do that. The commander apologizes. And um, that was it. I honestly believe that was a test to see who would and who would not obey an illegal order. As minor as that is, it's an indication of what you all need to be doing. You need to be standing up and saying these are illegal orders. The Supreme Court has uh, ruled that the executive order Biden issued that overturned the stay in Mexico policy was, was unconstitutional and he didn't have the authority or the power to do so. And that that policy remains in effect, the stay in Mexico policy. And if you guys down there aren't enforcing that, then you're obeying illegal orders and you are criminally liable. If there's people that can prove that one of those people who came through that, <clears throat> that border subsequently kills one of their um, family members, they have every right to discover who was involved in moving that individual through the border and coming after you not only civilly, but criminally, because you are violating not only your oath, but you're obeying illegal orders, which does not protect you legally. You're laying yourselves open, and you need to really consider that, because I honestly believe there's about to be a complete flip here concerning the, the VAX mandate and some of the illegal things that have gone on with that. This whole narrative is going to flip. People are going to see things for what they are. People are going to recognize that the border issue is as big a deal as it is, and we're going to have to get to the bottom of it. If you get to November 2022, and this house flips, and they start looking into what's gone on down on that border, guys... Not only are you criminally liable, your supervisors are criminally liable, your, your commanders are criminally liable for the things that are going on down there. People can go to jail over this and very likely will. This is something that y'all need to stand up for. And I recognize that you are being squeezed. You know, I mean, that's what this government does. But, but you have to recognize that this is an illegal government. It's a fraudulent government. And they are pursuing these policies that are obviously and wildly unconstitutional because they don't care. They feel like they have gone past that moment. The moment where they had to obey anything, any law. They don't care about any law. It's all just words and they just brush by them. When, <clears throat> let, I tell you what, let me finish up the Ukraine thing first. Because the guys on the border, the Border Patrol agents, the National Guard, especially the National Guard, but, but it includes everybody. But in the National Guard, in the military, if you obey an illegal order, you are just as guilty as the person who issued it. And the ICE agents down there, you need to stand up, you need to say no, and your supervisors need to say no, and they're up, up the chain needs to say no until they get to the president and say no. Not doing it. We're not following. These are illegal orders you're issuing, and we're not going to follow it. I understand why you're not, but I'm also telling you what risk you're running by doing it. And I recognize you're sitting there going, well, why do we have to be the ones to sacrifice our careers, to sacrifice our jobs, to, to get thrown out or possibly dishonorably discharged by refusing the orders of the, of the superior? You're going to have to let history sort that out. Um, but you're not the only ones. I want you to understand that, too. You're not the only ones who've done this. People have stood up 
against this vax mandate and it's cost them their jobs it's cost them their careers it's cost them their pensions some doctors have stood up and it's cost them their license they've had they've had uh, um, their bank accounts seized they've had all kinds of things happen to them you have a whole bunch of people in this convoy on the way to ottawa that most people don't even know about because the media won't cover it but you have 50,000 truckers or so go, headed toward Ottawa and about 1.5 million people who are, have lined the, lined the streets and stuff and are going to meet with them up in Ottawa over the VAX mandate. Same thing. But though, all those truckers are putting their lives and livelihoods on the line because they have to be committed to stay there until they get rid of the VAX mandate. People are standing up, but we need you to stand up. And we need you to stand up because what you're doing is violating the national security of this country and putting a bunch of people into different cities all over the country, not just in Texas, not just in, in New Mexico or Arizona or California, but all over the country, because you know what's going on down there. You're taking them out of the river, and you're putting them on buses, and they're driving to the airport, and they're taking off, and they're landing wherever, whenever, in the middle of the night. Now, what happens if you find out that you've helped? Now, think about this. When history looks back on this, and you were involved in what became an internal conflict in the United States instigated by the people you've been pulling out of that river. Boy, this word just hangs up on my mouth every time I try to say it because what I think of being a young young man in, in the National Guard or, or in a Border Patrol or, or an ICE agent or something like that down there on that border trying to deal with all this stuff and then you have somebody say this, but I'm going to tell you, 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 men and women down there, that if you are bringing alien fighters who will have access to weapons and directions on what to attack to instigate terrorist activity in the United States, and you're facilitating that, there's only one word for it, and you know what it is, and I don't want to say it. I really don't, because I, I, I know you're in a bind. I know you're being squeezed, but you know what? Everybody else is out here, too. I had a chance to get a job that I really wanted, doing what I've done my entire life, and in some of the preliminary conversations, I put it up on my website, the little email exchange, where they'd asked my vaccination status, and I had to just blow that job off and say, well, you know, maybe what I want to do, maybe what I've done all my life, but you know what, I'm not participating in medical experiment. And to be honest with you all, if you refer to this vaccine as anything other than a medical experiment, I think you need to start turning it back on them that way because that's exactly what you're being asked to participate in and you have the right to say no. Now, it may cost you a job like it did me or thousands or millions of other people. I'm certainly not the only one who got, who, who got uh, denied for employment over this or had to quit their job over it, lose their pension, lose their, lose their career while they got little children to try to feed. This is how strong... Some people have stood up, and I'm just saying some of y'all down there on that border need to do the same thing. People will say that, well, you can't say it's an illegal government because there's been no proof that, it, you know what, it's not the people's obligation to prove that that election was stolen. It is the, uh, the duty of the people running the elections to prove that it was legitimate. And when you have 56 to 60 percent of the people in this country right now this has been been proved out in a number of polls. Anywhere from 56 to 60 percent of the people in this country right now believe that there was something wrong with that election and that it led to the wrong conclusion. 
Now, you know politicians are, are feckless, hapless, worthless people, right? But you have to understand that this isn't the only place this is being decided is in the, the legislature of the United States. This is being decided at your local county government, your local uh, county commission, your local uh, secretary of state, your, your attorney general in your state. These are the people who are turning their back on 56 to 60 percent of the people and feeling pretty good about it because they're communists. In the, at the at the core of their being, they're a communist. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It's the same outcome. American people need to stand up for what's going on around here, because all of those are illegal orders too. If you're not if you're not pursuing the truth of what happened in that election, you're violating your oath. You're obeying illegal orders from your governor or whoever to tell you to knock it off, or or George Soros, if he's your guy, he's asking you to commit a crime, and y'all are doing it. And people are dying because of it. In the military, this vaccine is now showing that over a thousand percent of, of people who've taken this vaccine have developed neurological disorders. 300% rise in cancer cases among people who've taken this vaccine in the military. That was all discussed in, in a, a panel discussion from Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin that just took place not too long ago. They went through all of these documents. You need to find that video and watch it. I'll try to link that in a post at some point. You don't have to obey an illegal order. Think about what's going on. You have you have the military now degraded because of wokeness, degraded because they purged it as much as they could of patriots for you know, putting radical things like I love America and the Constitution on their Facebook pages. And now they're being physically degraded by a thousand percent increase in the neurological disorders and 300 percent in, in cancer cases. What happens when somebody who is out there who is functioning fine now, but when they have to be put in a situation of high exertion and anxiety like a, an actual war, what happens? <laughs> Are you standing there on the front lines and about three of your friends just dropped over dead? How's that, how's that battle going to go? I mean, this is, this, is, this is national existential crap going on here. You understand? We lose a war in Ukraine with Russia. They might demand our unconditional surrender. Do you realize that? These are big things happening. And, 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 and brave people need to do the right thing right now. You need to also recognize that what's going on in Ukraine might have a little bit to do with the more to do with Russian and Chinese negotiation than it has to do with the United States. I think right now Russia and China look at the United States as a non-entity, something that can be bought out. They can bribe enough people. It's obvious that we're corrupt in our government. Because we don't care about our Constitution. We're not make, holding anybody accountable. They see that we're violating our, our, our uh, freedom of speech, our First Amendment, our Fourth Amendment. Or, I mean, you, look, they're, you run down the list and, and you take an honest look at your life and they're not obeying any of the amendments. You don't have any rights. They've gone past that. The only thing that's even holding them up is the Second Amendment. And they violated that everywhere, but just not enough to get our attention. 
But I honestly believe this little event down in, in, in Ukraine is kind of, uh, kind of to, in, intended to draw our attention away from what China wants to do in Taiwan. And I think it has more to do with that than it really has to do with what we're doing. And then, at the end of all of that, we have Stephen Breyer deciding that he's going to uh, retire from the Supreme Court. Now, keep in mind, most people don't retire from the Supreme Court. The leftists always appoint the most radical communist, leftist, fascist uh, Supreme Courts. And we always, we always select these people with no backbone or no integrity to stand up for, for the half of the United States that expect some sort of conservative response from them to defend our rights, to defend the Constitution. So now we have, we have Breyer retiring when a few months ago he sounded like that was the last thing he was interested in, but now he's all interested in it. And I think it's tied to the, the cognitive decline of, of Joe Biden and them wanting to get somebody else in there I think they want to move Kamala Harris out of the vice president role. And I think they're going to put her in the Supreme Court so that Biden can name Susan Rice as the vice president. And then they can move Joe out and Susan Rice can then step into that, that position. Now, that's what I think. You know, you might watch this thing and, and tomorrow it's all going to be settled. But that's what I think right now. Because I think Susan Rice is somebody who's been involved in helping to draft the uh, uh, the executive orders that Joe signed on the first day. I think she's been involved. I think she's involved right now in pulling the strings for Joe, putting the policies out there for him to promote. I think she's that, that integral to what's going on. So I think they'd just soon have her in the president's role so that she can... You know, people haven't thought about her for a long time because she was integral to the Obama administration. But um, I think she's back there hanging out. And I think she's going to play a role here somewhere. Maybe Supreme Court, um, possible. But if Kamala Harris is <laughs> recognized as an African-American, even though we know that her lineage is, uh, is not African-American, I think, uh, but she's recognized. Because <laughs> it fits their... See what I mean? They don't care about laws. They don't care about truth. They don't care about nothing as long as they get to their narrative of an of a African-American black vice president. You know, a dog's a cat if they say it's a dog's a cat. They don't care. So anyway, <laughs> I want to leave you with that. This is such a ridiculous situation to be in in this country where we have these clowns up there. None of them by the way, are legitimate. Anybody, the illegitimate president named to any post, that means Merrick Garland, Blinken, all these all of these clowns up there that can't, you know, Buttigieg for heaven's sakes. We got the biggest, trans, biggest supply chain problem in the history of the world. The only time when a transportation secretary actually mattered in this country was important to what's going on to our daily lives. And he's just, gone. These are who run in our country. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to bail here because i talked long enough, but um, again, if you're on Rumble and watching this, uh, hit the buttons. Uh, subscribe if you're on Spotify or uh, Anchor. Um, 
thank you for being there. I, I, I like seeing the stats that come up when people visit those. And you can search for Texas TL and Exile, and it'll come up on Rumble, and it'll come up on Anchor and Spotify, and, and um, it'll come up. If you do TL Davis even in uh, Substack, it'll come up. But Substack is really the home. It's a home of the, the, the blog posts and the podcasts like this. So uh, subscribe. Get a free subscription so you can watch it, and then think about a page subscription. That supports what I'm trying to do here allows you to comment, which allows you to suggest some guests that I might have in the future. Now, this was not for lack of guests. This comment, this was because I felt like these things need to be dealt with right now, and I just wanted to talk to you about them, and if I had a guest, it would go anywhere that the guest wanted to go, basically. So, um, I am looking forward to, I've had some contact with Matt Bracken, and we're hashing it out as to when he might be able to come on, and also, um, uh, there's some other things in the works but uh, for now I'm just going to back out of here and um, we'll see you again next time thank you for being here thank you for watching we've been fairly successful I think for a, new, a pretty new podcast alright so adios <laughs>